somewhere between sleeping and waking. On our journey towards the unfathomable deep, there comes a thin moment when we have one foot in the waking world and the other is in that other world where we relinquish conscious control. Pausing here and straddled between two planets that spin against each other like gears, an attentive traveller will see a narrow door only wide enough to sidle through. This is the border of sleep, a tumbling cascade of imagination and reality, a fault line in the tectonic crust of consciousness where volcanoes erupt the hot pumice of images and the languid ooze of narrative. Welcome to Stories from the Borders of Sleep, a fortnightly podcast of fairy tales for all ages from bordersofsleep.com, featuring original stories by your host Seymour Jacklin. Visit bordersofsleep.com to find out more. So, if you're ready to travel with me, then I shall begin. The Tree and Stream by Seymour Jacklin We do not speak any more of wayfaring. Modern transportation, the need to always be going somewhere and to know where we are at any point on the way relative to our destination, have led to the sad demise of the simple practice of enjoying the journey. Even when we travel, for its own sake, to seek adventure and broaden our minds, the pictures and pamphlets have made sure that we see no other way of doing it but at great cost and preferably somewhere far away and exotic. A wayfarer, however, finds all the bustle of a Moroccan souk and all the tranquillity of a Caribbean island in the woods behind his own village. The wayfarer goes with such attention to the present that great mysteries come to his ears and eyes, uncovered like the bright and jewel-like fungi that grow under autumn's leafy carpet. A man I know once slept a single night in a deep wood, and it changed him forever. From then on he would never take the shortest route, but he would step upon the pathways and byways, any way where he saw a way, and often by ways that you or I have passed and never seen because we have not learnt the way of ways. There are paths of people and highways of hinds and trails of snails and even the secret tracks of ants. Should you need any further encouragement to use your own feet in the service of your soul, I shall tell you just one thing that my friend heard on his footfaring travels. While roving on Exmoor in early spring, when the moss exhales long dewy sighs and tiny patches of snow still cling to the hollows, he took himself down a deepening glen. If he needed a reason to be there, it was hoping to catch a glimpse of a mighty stag of local repute, whose antlers were said to be hung with lichen, and whose bellow seemed to come from the hollows of Minos. It was late in the morning, and he took a few moments to rest with his back against an oak, and his feet pointing towards the gleeful stream. The roots of the tree reached into the water which had carried away a small part of the bank, such that the roots were exposed like arches, with the water scurrying underneath. So clear was the water that it brightened the cobbles of the riverbed with a thousand dancing snakes of light. He thought, I'd like to taste it, and scooped a handful into his mouth, 
Of course, it tasted wonderful, as if all the flavour of surrounding moorland was blended into every drop. But as he straightened, settling back against the tree with a sigh, a new sound came to his ears. So strange. The splash and gurgle of the water seemed to take the sound shape of words, a language, making sense. In fact, as he relates, he found himself eavesdropping on what the water in the river was saying to the water in the tree. He listened, and this is what he heard from the stream as it tarried around the roots. What shall I say about your life and mine? I go downwards and find my level, come what may, but you are constrained in the walls of cells and you make a tree. Even though I'm tumbling down the slope and you are rising up inside the tree, presently we will both be turned to vapour and rise into the sky. Until then, we must be what we are, you and I. My brook salutes your tree with a laugh and swirls around its roots, yet I am proud to be your cousin. You look pained in the restraint that is necessary to the great work you are participating in. I wish you could just join me in this falling journey, and I won't change places with you, or even pretend that I want to. You must push hard against the walls of your cells. That's what gives them strength. I suppose you don't have time to be thirsty, cousin, but I know you're as thirsty as me. Every time I burst against a rock and a few droplets depart into the air for just a moment, I taste something of the state of being vapour, and long for it even more. If I could rush faster, I would, but I'm bound by laws too, you see. The irresistible thunder of gravity draws me no faster or slower than it has been ordained to, and oh, how I love it too, rushing down to it, my choice perfectly wedded to its decree. This is how we move, cousin, loving what we have been made and where we are going in spite of all else. Of course, I'm just talking about how it is for me, that's all I know. I'm sorry I can't empathise better, tree water cousin. And it's also wrong for me to wish that you are as I am. It seems that you're doing a great job with all that life you're bringing up there in the canopy, food and shelter and shade. But it's not for me. <laughs> How long have I been here pulling at these roots? I'm being called away again, down, down, always down, delightfully down. Forgive me. I must be away to the sea. My wayfaring friend sighed and tilted back his head, looking up into the branches above him, feeling the bark behind him in the strength of the oak. Then standing up and putting his fingers in the rough runnels of the bark for a moment, he uttered a simple, thank you. Then he tripped away down the slope, following the stream, his newfound companion. You see, even water has its paths. The soundtrack for this week's story was from the album The Once and Future Harp by Cheryl Ann Fulton and available from magnatune.com. With many thanks to Magnatune artists and to my sound engineer, Tim Wiles. I'll be back soon with another story, and in the meantime, you can visit bordersofsleep.com for more.